Migrants in Ireland. Today we are having an interview with the guest here in the studio, another man from South Africa. His name is Tindiko Chauke. I talked to Tindiko about a year ago and uh, that's when he just arrived in Ireland and now this is a year later and I'd like to know what his impressions are after a year. Hello Tindiko. Hello Rose and hello to the listeners. Has your perception of Ireland changed during the year that you were here? Yeah, like your experiences, have you changed your mind about the way things are here? Yeah, yeah, definitely because uh, I've just arrived in the country by the time I give you the first interview and uh, I was sick, you see, I was homesick, I was not used to this country, I was not used to the weather and I didn't have a lot of friends like what I have today. Uh, so there are some of them uh, definitely the perspectives which have changed and at the same time there are some which didn't change at all okay and which ones would that be um for example f uh, first and foremost uh, the part of the country which I'm staying to in West Cork uh, I think uh, is uh, one of the most beautiful parts uh, in the world it's uh, beaches there and very nice beaches and then the forests like if you're driving in those small roads with this uh, natural beauty the forest the, the way you go on top and see the, the neatly de demarcated evergreen farms and things it's just amazing and the people also in especially farmers i i believe if i can think about the most welcoming and the most sweetest people in ireland are the farmers <laughs> that's really nice to hear yeah and uh, which are the things that you think have changed your perception um for example we talked a bit about racism when i i arrived and I, I definitely my my perspective there have changed in europe like let me just put like in in ireland you know sometimes we make decisions or we make opinions or opinions are shaped by what we hear from fellow countrymen and fellow people coming from our own continent uh, but the the truth which i have said is that Uh, Ireland is not uh, Ireland and Europe they, they're not as racist as uh, they are sound to be uh, because the first thing we should need to understand is that um, each and every person black and white uh, have a right to make friends of his or her own choice Uh, right now, I'm a black person, but uh, I have some other black people whom I don't get along with. Mm -hmm. And there are also a lot of white people whom I don't get along with. It does not mean that I, I hate them or I don't like them. It's only that we, we don't click. So it's all about uh, clicking there. But the world today, if a, a white person doesn't click well with a black person, he, he, that person is usually accused of racism. So even white people are also allowed to have an opinion of choosing the own choice of friends of any color. Uh, and the other thing is, I'm not trying to say there is no racism in Ireland. There is. As much as there is racism uh, in South Africa uh, and anywhere in the world. So each and every country have bad and, uh, and good things. There may be more challenges in other countries than others. For example, right now, uh, definitely we can, we can say And there is more discrimination in the United States than, than, than in Europe. But since I have never been to the United States so far, I don't want again to make comments on things which I have not experienced uh, physically. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
so also um, have you found that when you look from at your country from a distance have you changed your mind about your own country the way things are happening there or even about the continent of Africa the way African people relate to white people or to people here in Europe yeah yes I have changed uh, a lot the way I saw things uh, for example um Uh, you must remember that if people are in Africa and they have not yet come to Europe, they always think that uh, life is very rosy in Europe. Uh, everything is fine. There, there's lots of money. Uh, the streets are painted with gold and things like that. Okay, that is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I'm trying to say is, uh, Europe have its own challenges as much as Africa have its own challenges. But looking at a distance, I believe. Um, Uh, we have a bit of things which we need to learn from Europe. And at the same time, Europe need also to learn from us. So we, one of the things there is, uh, I think, transparency and accountability. We need to be uh, more transparent. Uh, we need to be accountable. We need to root out corruption. Uh, we need to come out with policies which creates investment and employment opportunities. Uh, those are the things which we need to learn from Europe. And the solidarity among African countries must be more and more. We need to, to empower our people. Uh, I think this uh, the idea of the European Union, where they allow is movement, uh, is something which we need to take in Africa. But for us to be able to do that in Africa, is that we have a lot of problems. For example, some African countries, they don't even have a right database for their citizens. They don't even know who is really their citizen or not. And it is suicidal to get into agreements with countries like that. Okay. And then the other thing which Europe need to know, to, to learn from us, is being uh, they must not always portray their own positive side and leave the negative side for example the only news which you see which the Europeans report a lot is about the positive things but not the negative ones so they also need to come out on the negative side um, they also need to come out on the discrimination which uh, still happens in Europe. Actually, I can't say, it. according to me, in Europe, uh, you live to work. You don't work to live. Uh, so it is a life of uh, bills and debts. It's, it's not something like that in Africa. Um, although there is more social, at other times, because of social welfare in Europe, uh, there is no incentive actually to go to work for those people who are industrious. Because you you just feel like even if you don't go to work, you can still lead a normal life. I, I'm not saying they must not look after their disadvantaged people. And also the the problem with with like people sleeping rough, it's something also uh, which uh, which have to be fixed. But all in all, when it comes to the political side, accountability, democracy, uh, freedom of speech. Uh, I am really very impressed with Europe. 
Okay, that's great. Great to hear. And do you think that, uh, like with the migrant problem that we that Europe is facing now, or actually Africa is facing it, because their people are all running away to get a better life, is that to do with the fact that they don't really see anything bad, any bad news about Europe, that they think this is all paradise? And, and wouldn't it be better if Europe started investing a bit more in Africa rather than just getting rid of the sending all these migrants back? Shouldn't they do have a look at it in a different light? And, and try something alternative? Actually, we have to agree that uh, immigration is a problem everywhere and it is going to happen forever. And because of technology, the world has become a, a one big global village. Uh, but we also need to understand that what I was talking about information, about also Europe coming out clean on the problems which they face, it helps people to make informed decisions because we really know that most of the immigrants from Africa are economic immigrants. And uh, so it's a... Uh, it's something uh, I, I believe it's, it will be good especially to for Europe to partner with Africa as equal partners uh, and try to to come out uh, with a problems like a problems of infrastructure development uh, investment, employment creation uh, democracy, rule of law but we are not going to have any development in Africa if we don't deal with rule of law we don't deal with democracy first if we put democratic uh, structures in place then we can be able to move on to economic empowerment because you can't uh, empower people really in a in autocratic uh, governments. So the, the other thing is that the ball lay actually in the court of Africans themselves like the African Union where the African Union must be democratic Uh, where the African Union must be able to tell their own members, their leaders, that this is unacceptable, where they need to actually start respecting their citizens rather than citizens respecting their, their leaders only. So... Uh, it's on the leaders because we have a lot of strong men in Africa. It's a very unhealthy environment where you you have half or three quarters of the continent uh, full of dictators. And at the same time, where you have democratic leaders who are not able again to tell the dictators that uh, this is unacceptable. It actually destroys that um, solidarity because uh, we are too different, you see. Democracy practiced in one country, democracy, democratic values uh, not upheld in the country across the border. So, so that's uh, something that should be worked on urgently, I would imagine, in Af in Africa, in order to make things better. It's this uh, accountability, democracy. The, the, yeah, the biggest problem which we have is to hide behind the finger. For to, if people are told that okay, we you have to fix this, uh, uh, people they come they come with excuses, they come with rhetorics. We need to be practical. We need to be pragmatic because the rhetorics and excuses are not going to take away the problems which we have as a continent. Okay, now the one last thing I wanted to touch with you because there's a lot of talk going on about South Africa and, and what's happened lately and people call it xenophobia and I think a lot of South Africans are not very happy with the way it's being described there and with what's happening there and I would like to know, have your impressions on this? <laughs> okay, uh, on the issue of xenophobia. Actually, to tell you the truth, I don't believe there's xenophobia in South Africa. 
Okay. People may say whatever they want to say, but this, that is my own, own opinion. I don't believe there's xenophobia in South Africa. What I really uh, see is, um, is that um, uh, I blame the South African government because they failed to control immigration. That's why we have uh, so a lot of faceless people, a lot of uh, illegal immigrants, mm, although people are allowed to apply for asylum and things like that. Some people don't actually do that. And uh, because of that, crime have gone up. Just look at the number of, just go and research on the number of foreign criminals in our prisons. We didn't know about drugs before there, but right now drugs are being sold right, left, and center. E, e, trafficking of people, uh, people being trafficked in the country by their own citizens. Uh, e, I don't want to name specific nationalities. I don't want to name countries. I don't want to name people. But uh, foreigners actually have really played a role in the e, the numbers of criminal activities skyrocketing, e, drugs, uh, armed robberies uh, and here you're and talking I guess illegal immigrants so people who are not legal who didn't ask for asylum who just moved into the country and nobody knows who they are is that is that what you're talking yeah, about yeah nobody knows who they are so even if the police wants to carry out investigations these are just faceless people you, you won't get anything so and then the world are saying South African citizens who are victims of these or all these crimes must just accept and and say it's uh, it's normal no, definitely. You, as a country, won't accept that. Do you have any idea of how many illegal immigrants there are about? Is there any any number that you can say? Or I don't exactly know, but from what they say, they runs into millions. Okay. Not million, millions. Mm-hmm. And that's getting on other South Africans, decent South Africans system, and they they want them out. Is that is that? Yeah, yeah it's putting a pressure on a lot of things. It's mm-hmm. putting pressure on health services, education services. A lot of it's putting pressure. But that 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 is to be expected. It's one global village. But we're just saying um, refugees must seek um, uh, asylum and be recorded in the database. As everyone does, even if they come to Europe, you go and seek asylum and be recorded in the database. And then we are also saying that uh, people must respect the laws of the host country, as we do also when we are abroad. I'm in Ireland, I respect the laws of Ireland. I respect the laws of the European Union. So people must also respect South African laws. So it becomes... funny if people get into a country and then they start want to formulate their own laws and if uh, the people in the country the host country say no people cry of uh, xenophobia so there is no xenophobia in south africa it's uh, just people are provoking other people and if they act people say xenophobia That was Tiniko Chauke from Pretoria in South Africa talking about his year in Ireland and how his impressions have changed, also about racism and xenophobia. If you would like to be part of this podcast, if you'd like to tell your own story, please do contact me on facebook.com forward slash migrants in Ireland. Also, if you have any reactions to what is being said uh, of your or your own thoughts about these things, you can also contact me there or leave a comment on my blog, which is Immigrant in Ireland and uh, also has the same podcast. You can listen to this on SoundCloud and also on iTunes 
or on the blog itself. Thanks very much again and till next week. Mm -hmm.